0: talking travel, Sally Lucas and I, and it's the start of a new year, Sally Lucas, and there's plenty of travel to talk about. There certainly is. There's lots of bits and pieces I just thought I'd start the year with because a lot has happened since we last went to air in our industry, and I just thought a lot of these were worth mentioning and passing on, and even Cupid, I'm sure he'll throw a bow somewhere and um, excite someone with some lovely holidays for a nice honeymoon or romantic getaway as well. Um, revealed recently was the safest 60 airlines in the world. And I thought people often do like to hear about that. Very much so. Yes. And would you believe the safest airline in the world is Air New uh, second is Air New Zealand, is Finnair. Finnair. Uh, yeah, okay. Finnair. And, I mean, probably people go like that and think, wow. And these are – they release it by what they call Europe's Jet Airliner Crash Data Evaluation Centre. And annually they go through the aviation industry and collect data and, you know, Give give us the list, if you like, of what it is. So, yes, we have those two at top. And then we've got Cathay, then Emirates, Etihad, then Ever Air, which I thought was amazing. Where does Everair come from? That's from memory, uh, Hungary. Oh, right. Okay. And then TAP from Portugal, um, Hainan Airlines in China, Virgin Australia, and then British Airways. So they're your top ten. Hmm. Um, Qantas came in at 13 But the surprise to me was the um, Singapore Airlines came in at 30. Mm. And I thought that was rather weird. I mean, I know they've had A380 problems and so on. But, um, yeah, so Qantas Mm. is still in there but not in the top 10 at the moment. But, you know, I still think we all feel that Qantas is a very safe airline to fly with. And it is still our national carrier. It is. And talking Qantas, I thought we'll update a little here. We had discussed the partnership with Emirates, of course, and all the opportunities that will be offered now because of going through Dubai as their hub. So you're going to have these wonderful connections now to a much wider range of cities and countries than you ever had before. And they'll be sharing their frequent flyer points and sharing lounges and all sorts of things. And they're still working on this. The ACCC has given them initial approval, but there are still finalisations. There's lots to go through. Um, And there'll be lots more being announced as we continue with that. But you certainly now, from April, when this comes into effect, you can make your bookings. They are there. Um, The daily service to London now operates through Dubai of course instead of Singapore so that's still there but you've got their code sharing now on lots of different routes and there'll probably be more routes added as we continue on and learn more these all still have to be approved it is a slow process um, but there'll be all sorts of benefits both ways I think in the long term so that's something good to know as well. Sticking with airlines another announcement this week which was a surprise out of the blue we uh, didn't know this one was coming was Malaysian Airlines has joined the one world um, group of airlines you've got star alliance which is one of your you know round world airline groups and the other one's one world which of course Qantas is part of as well Cathay Pacific again so top airlines in there and of course Malaysian continually wins awards as well so if you've been a Malaysian um, if you like uh, frequent fly which is their enrich program your points now can be also used on Qantas and so on. So there's some benefits there as well. And of course, you now have the hub of Kuala Lumpur to use as well as part of your One World and your connections within Asia. So all sorts of interesting things are happening out there, Jane, of the airlines, at least anyway. Um, another little announcement this week, I don't know if you remember, Jane, we have spoken about Windstar, those wonderful mastered vessels that normally cruise around the Caribbean and recently have started doing a few out of Spain and so on. They used to uh, travel throughout the South Pacific, and then they stopped, they withdrew. Uh, even as to New Caledonia, I can remember seeing one in port there when I was in uh, uh, New Caledonia, Vanuatu once. But the, these are French-built yachts. The Wind Spirit, it's heading to the South Pacific for the summer of 2014. Now, I know we're looking ahead, but it's the first time that we've had a sailing, a tall ship, if you like, sailing ship in Tahiti since 2002. And it's a 148-passenger ship, and it'll sail on seven-day voyages out of Papeete, through to... Um, from May next year through to November next year and then it'll return to um, Panama and the Costa Rica region. So that's a wonderful thing. They're just the most magnificent vessels and to be able to cruise around the, the Tahitian Islands, way how delightful would that be? Mm, bit of style. Absolute style. And, of course, it's, it's style but it's not um, luxury where you're, you're dressing up, you know what I mean? It's, you're getting lovely, luxurious accommodation, beautiful meals but in a very relaxed atmosphere and, again, being on a smaller vessel, you're anchoring very close into all these islands, which is just delightful. So that's something to look forward to as well. And you're listening to 2NURFM's Talking Travel for our sponsor, Travel World on King. And Sally Lucas, let's go to a rather nice destination. Our first for this year. Our first destination, but just briefly before that, Jane, I just wanted to mention one thing about baggage allowances in the USA on airlines. That's important. It's very important. What's happened now, most of the airlines, it started last year, but nearly all airlines in the States are now domestically charged. For, there's no such thing as a free luggage allowance anymore. So when you're purchasing your international ticket and you, sometimes you don't know what you want to do domestically and you might purchase that later because you might say have an early bird or a good deal on your international and you don't know, when you purchase that domestic ticket now, you're going to be paying for your luggage and it does vary from airline to airline. It could be as much as 70 something dollars for one piece of luggage. So just keep that in mind. But if you can work out your itinerary and have it as part of your international ticket, you won't pay. Ah, that's worth knowing. Yes. Hmm. So just keep that in mind if you're planning a trip to North America. So your travel agent will know which airlines. They will. Um, but you could probably also look them up online. You could, if each you knew airline. which airline you're going to fly yeah. with. But until you work out your itinerary, of course, with your travel agent or whatever and know what airline you've got to use for each sector, then, of course, we can look up and go from there. Okay. Okay. Now, Now, something more interesting. (laughs) Jump on our plane and go to? (laughs) To Ecuador. Uh Now, we've spoken about South America before, but we really haven't talked a lot about Ecuador. Mainly, we've mentioned, I think, the Galapagos Islands, of course, which people may not realise are part of mainland Ecuador belong to mainland ecuador i should rephrase that but they're about a thousand kilometers west and of course they're so famous of course from the darwin theory of evolution etc for the wonderful animal species there who are still not afraid of humans because they're not letting it become over you know they don't have a lot of large groups go in there the boats that do cruise are only very small vessels they're not Ocean going liners or anything like that—they're all like a big, you know, cruise you'd see on the lake or something. You know, they're just small vessels. So that's that's really lovely. But also, just to let people know a little bit more about Ecuador, I thought it is on the equatorial line in northwestern South America, bordering the Pacific Ocean on one side, Colombia to the north and Peru to the south and east. It's the eighth largest country in South America, and it's roughly the size of the state of Nevada in USA to give you an idea. Um, It's about two hundred and eighty four thousand square kilometres in size and it has a very diverse geography. Um, it's got four geographical regions, which are the Andes or La Sierra, um, the Amazon rainforest, El Oriente, La Costa which is the coast and of course the Galapagos Islands so you've got these four regions. Now the volcanic islands of the Galapagos of course have a subtropical climate and of course they've got lots of beaches and forests and so on. Now the dry season there runs from June to December and the weather is cooler and windier but from October to May the weather's warmer and you do get a frequent bit of uh, precipitation. Uh, um, mm -hmm. Not to say rain. No not to say (laughs) rain. I don't want to say that word because I don't want any more. Well it's equatorial of course. And so it's going to be, of course, torrential. Now, the coast runs, of course, along the west coast, and it features low mountains, valleys, plains, mangroves, rivers, and rainforests. The coast has quite a tropical climate, and, and it is quite hot and humid, whereas, um, you get the, again, if you want to go when it's cloudy and cooler and drier from May to December, hotter and rainier from January to April. The Andes region, or the central highlands, uh, lies between the western coastal lowlands and the eastern jungles, and of course, you've got, as we know, wonderful mountain ranges, valleys, etc top too, I and suppose. You do, yes. Hmm. Uh, the two sides of the Andes, the western and the eastern Andes, I didn't realise this, contains 60 volcanoes. <laughs> wow. With an average altitude of 7,000 feet covering a distance of 400 kilometres from the northern to the southern Andes. And this is also called the Avenue of the Volcanoes, something I didn't know as well. You learn something every day, do you not? Uh, due to the altitude, the Andes region has cool spring light weather, but a great deal of sunshine. Um, the Highlands are overcast and wet during the Rainy season October to May, and dry with mild showers, etc. During the dry season June to September. Um, Now the Amazon region, of course, is another region we hear about a lot. is east of the Andes, and it borders Colombia and Peru. And of course, it also has three active volcanoes within that rainforest region as well. So there you go. It's the only country where three active volcanoes are located inside, like a rainforest region. So Mm. that's quite amazing, isn't it? So just I thought a little bit of information on that just might. Let you help you, I guess, decide what country you like to visit in South America. There's so many wonderful countries to visit over there that, but Ecuador and the Galapagos would be a wonderful combination to do. Of Plenty course. of variety there. Absolutely. So, you know, from forest to mountain to islands and wildlife, you know, a bit of everything. And we look forward to talking about it next week. Thanks, it yeah. Is After the news at one o'clock on 2NURFM, when we'll be talking travel. Thank you, Sally Lucas.